Welcome to the Heavy Hole. My name is Tom. Yo, it's Big Will, aka Uncle Buck, up in this motherfucker. We're shutting this shit down. I got my man Dan Oliventi up in this bitch. I got my man Paulo Paguntalan up in this bitch. We're doing Ping 2 right now. They came straight out of fucking Queens, New York on the train. We got the, we allegedly got the weed. We allegedly got the liquor. You know what I'm saying? We're thugging this shit out, Ping 2. What's up? We should allegedly get the halls. Are you alright, dude? Yeah. <laughs> I'm really happy to see everybody. So glad the fuck is up in here? <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. What's up, Dan? <laughs> What's up, dude? All right, yo, Dan Olivencia right here, ex-BioLich. We're going to talk about your new band. Sick dude. Polo Paguntalan. <laughs> everybody knows him. Ping is back. What's going on, guys? What's up, man? How are you? I'm, I'm fucking hyped. <laughs> <laughs> I can see. Ping 2, if you uh, can't read for some reason and click yes. on this. Ping yeah. 2. <laughs> Let's get in. So I just want to have a clarification for, uh, for a ping. Um, yeah, right off the bat, in case you got this shit. Twi- All right, I'm, yeah. I'm going to check myself. <laughs> Fucking hyped, man. You guys got me in Queens right now with this All shit. Right. All right. All right. This is our ping episode, part two. Uh, we got Paulo back. We got my man Dan back. They got a band that we're going to talk about, brand new band on the scene. They're playing a sick show coming out that's relevant to other guests we've had on the podcast. Uh, it's all coming together. But straight off the bat, Paulo, some people got this shit twisted. Talk about Ping. Um, just in case, like, uh, Ping is it's just a loose term. It's it, it's not really like a, a, anything like um, very like specific. Like, well, It's it, not a genre. It's not a genre, exactly. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's all rooted from brutal death metal. It's and a lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a sonic thing though you know what I mean it's, it's just very, like it's in a, it's 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 purely just like a sound that you search for within this realm of you know, exactly talking yeah about it, video games now Doctor Robotnik and shit <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog so yeah if it's like if it's a brutal death metal band that has a lot of like a, a, a hyper blasting with a lot of emphasis like their ratio is like eighty to twenty blasting the rest of slamming it's like that's usually like what you would consider a ping band. And that's the uh, you know what with Brodick and uh, or or, or Deck would be. So you know um, it's not really like you know a super like definitive written in, in stone. But it's like when you say oh it's a ping band, I was like instantly you'll think about oh Brodick and style band. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's pretty like, accurate. It's also like it falls like some some slam bands could fall under that and gore grind bands. So it's not just like you know it's not specifically like. Which is the reason why Metallica Saint Anger was not, you know, brought up more yeah, importantly. It, it should have been the whole entire discussion, <laughs> but you know, we understand. You know, mm-hmm. um, Lars is the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I'm a, you, you kind of just said something that got me thinking. I've talked at length on many episodes about this metal of death concept. All right, I'm already hyped. Don't worry. All right, guys, I'm gonna I'm, I'm scaling it back, <laughs> back in reality. I get hyped when I talk about the metal of death too. Um, it sounds like Ping is almost like like that. It's like like Metal of Death could be any, it could be black metal, death metal, grindcore, whatever. It's just gotta it's gotta have that that atmosphere of, of reeking death. Yes, you know what I mean, man. So it's like the Ping. It's not necessarily the genre. It's the atmosphere that they create. You know, it's yeah. and and, it, and you can do it with a, a multiple different subgenres. That, exactly. It's it's more like like look what Dan said. It's sonically the sound of it. Um, and that's what it, it falls under uh, with Pink, and, and I think like it, it should also emphasize brutality, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. It's like 
everything else is like you could have melody here and there, but like the most important thing is just like to have brutality there. Okay. Right, like if you if you are like if a band's a like let's say a doom band just takes a snare off their snare drum and has a pingy snare sound, they're not a ping band. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, yeah it's, exactly. not, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is like you guys mentioned Saint Anger by Metallica, right? <laughs> Talk about it. Come on. Come on. Let's, let's go there. Okay. So I'll be the first person to admit that, you know, like when that album came out, I definitely heard that drum sound and was like, listen, guys, like I'm not trying to fucking, I'm not super into it myself, but that fucking snare sound. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking snare sound is everything, guys. Like, 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 come on, just hear me out. Like, just like hit, just put a little more BPMs on those drums, and just you can't tell me it doesn't sound sick. <laughs> it's this is like you you do you have a, like over a million dollars worth of like money thrown into the recording? <laughs> yeah, and that's what the recording. <laughs> It's like millions of dollars to sound like a band from Thailand. They have like an anger management. They have like a therapist. That's yeah, what they, it sounds it, like. It took $30,000 a month in anger management to get them to make that album. They could spend a lot of money on the craft services, not so much yeah. the, sa- the snare drum. You know, yeah, like. exactly. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so all jokes aside, though, let's get... um. Tom's playing Saint Anger in the headphones now. I can't, I can't even be serious right now. All right, uh, let's talk about a, a real ping band that we got to talk about. Le- last Days of Humanity. I know, I know, we we did bring them up on the last ping episode, uh, but Dan wants to go in right now. So okay, so I, I should clarify that Last Days of Humanity weren't always a ping band. They were our, uh, they were a proto gore grind band, like one of the originals in 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 terms of like early '90s gore grind. Mm-hmm. However, I. Personally, in my opinion, I would say they peaked with uh, the EP in Advanced Hemorrhaging Conditions and the album Putrefaction in Progress. Both those albums, uh, well, one's an EP, but both those releases basically are a one-two punch of what I personally think is the most extreme music that has ever been recorded by human beings. Right. Like, I, I don't... I, I honestly feel that it is the la- like if you were to classify extremity and music in levels, I can't see this not being the final level before you are at Merzbow. You know, like I just don't. They, I mean, just listen to that. Like it is the most extreme thing of all time. Like I just I I I I I, I find it really hard to compare anything to those two releases and that 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 lineup in particular is responsible for Last Days of Humanity's, like, just everything they've done, they did within this, like, short time period is so intense and so incredible and is really just, I, I think, a benchmark in Gorgrind. I think I think some people might even say it was the end of Gorgrind because after Putrefaction and Progress was released, the kind of flow of Gorgrind releases really seemed to die down, and I'm right. sure that was largely yeah. due to, you know, a whole bunch of other things, but it really did seem that way at the time. Mm. The only thing that I would say is that um, you talk about like being the last level before like straight up noise. <clears throat> I feel like Anal Birth is contending for that for that position or in that there somewhere on that gradient. Yeah, I, actually, you know what I, mean? I, I would totally the, agree. Just the bridge. Yeah, I, mean, I, would, yeah. yeah I, I would agree with that. Shout to Adam Rotella for it, sure. Forever. And, and all I would say is to like we got to keep in mind that Last Days of Humanity is admittedly. 
fans of anal birth. Right. And anal birth, um, you know, it's like what came first, the chicken or the egg? I don't know, but I would love to interview Last Days of Humanity to actually talk. Uh, I think Mark is the guy in Last Days of Humanity that was was in touch with Adam a lot. Yeah, and Mark actually is the drummer on on those two releases. Mm -hmm, He is mm -hmm. the the one playing drums, and he also did another... uh, Gore grind one man project called Urine Festival that's really oh yeah uh, unreal yeah. that was very <laughs> special to you and I yeah years yeah, ago. That yeah. Was, uh, it's a really amazing uh, I don't even want to talk about it too much it's too awesome Urine Festival is <laughs> just such a great gore grind noise core project yeah it's really great and unlike yeah. anything you know what I mean? yeah last, day, last days of humanity related well kind of like a I almost want to say I, I classify it in the same category as lymphatic phlegm. Because it's just so different, but yeah. it's a straight up gore grind at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like, like not that. that it sounds like lymphatic phlegm, but they're both in space, but like rooted in gore grind. Yeah, well, that's like an interesting like phenomenon that happens. I think in gore grind is that there are some gore grind bands that sound truly out there, like oh, yeah. sound like no, like don't even sound like any music you've ever heard. But within this, you know, realm of gore grind, it's actually. Uh, it's really weird. There's a lot of kind of incredible uh, musicians in that genre. It's like I have my coworker who listens to metal, but like he says, like I can't differentiate Gorgon. But dude, like if you are a fan of Gorgon, like there are like even in Gorgon, you can still like separate which one is which. Absolutely. Like, Lymphatic Flame has such a distinct like reverb atmosphere sound that like you could tell that from last days. Two different sounds, but yeah. still under fall under Gorgon. You know. Yeah, two totally different bands, but both Gorgrind bands. And very intense. And, and very, like, obviously Gorgrind. Well, one analogy I, I once heard that I really liked for people who listen to metal and where does a person who listens to radio music and they hear something like this, they can't distinguish anything at all. Yeah. Um, this kind of music is like whiskey. It is not... It's not for everyone. Yeah. Anyone can shoot one back. Absolutely. But you have to get into it and taste all the different ones before you can break it apart. Avenged Sevenfold is your fireball, and then everything else is an actual whiskey. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Right. It's right. Like, so yeah. things like this, This is these are top shelf whiskeys that not everyone, they, they just look like brand liquor on the top shelf yeah. to everyone else. Agree. You know, and yeah. then I heard that analogy. I totally forget where from, but agreed. No, that's a great analogy. Agreed. Um, and shout to Tom Andrew because he knows his liquors. That big happy birthday <laughs> shout we should say to Tom Andrew. Yeah, happy man. Um, happy birthday. Uh, and also, could you allegedly pass me that bottle of whiskey? Because this guy got Ooh. me thirsty talking all this shit over here. Come on. Where'd it go? Fucking, oh, there you go. Yeah, the Queens guy's got it under the table. Big shock. <laughs> uh oh. Tonight's drink of choice at Heavy Hole Podcast is Tolmore Dew. Shout to Northern Ireland. Um. Hey, we're not trying to start any beef here. We, we, drink, we drink the Protestant whiskey. We drink the Catholic whiskey. I'll drink the Buddhist whiskey. We'll drink all the whiskey. Right? Yes. Yeah. To, to, uh, to bring it back to Ping, yeah, I please, should yes, say yes, that yes, those, yes. those specific uh, Last Days of Humanity uh, releases in advanced hemorrhaging conditions and putrefaction in progress, I think are their Ping releases. Like, their other stuff doesn't necessarily sound the way those two uh, those two releases do. Like, the rest of it is... It's all amazing, you know. They're my favorite, they're probably my favorite band of all time. But those particular releases, I think, are, in my opinion, like some of the best fucking ping you could ever have and listen to. Absolutely, yeah. I just want, oh, go, go ahead. Go, no, please go ahead. I just want to add also, like, uh, um, like last days and cock and bull torture are both not included in the metal archives because, like, what, what makes a band metal? It's riffs, guitar riffs. Mm. But dude, both bands have fucking riffs. If you listen to what's called uh, yep. uh, hymns, yep, hymns have riffs. Yeah, dude. hymns has riffs. And then my uh, my uh, personal 
favorite release is a, is a weird seven inch split with this band Stoma that Last Days of Humanity did. Uh, and uh, there, some of the riffs on that, uh, just that split release alone, I've had in my head for maybe a decade. You actually huh. have riffs. And, yeah, and- yeah, absolutely, man. I remember um, even some of their older material, like. Uh, what was it? Uh, the sound of rancid juices sloshing yes. around your coffin. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. that was a first album. That's the first. Yeah, the first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, way more. Hymns not in, not in ping. Vision. Not what yeah. you guys are talking yeah, about. Yeah, no. But um, de- definitely gore grind. Not like I don't see why that would wouldn't be in, in um, metal archives. Man, I gotta. I have softened my stance on um, Encyclopedia Metallum mm-hmm. because they're a, a heavy resource uh, for this podcast, but. You know, I definitely have my particulars about what they, you know... It is very weird what they decide to uh, call metal or not. Because there are a lot of, like, Gorgrind bands that are not in there, but Regurgitate is, and Dead Infection is. Yeah. You know, like, there are lots of Gorgrind bands in there. It definitely takes, like, a threshold of listenership. So, like, you can throw something at them, and based off sound, it might not get on there. But if there's a listenership, they're going to be on there. Totally. Right. Buckshot Facelift actually has been around for 15 years... Only been a metal band for the last like three years, according to Metal Archives. Oh, they, wow. they, they, yeah, they blacklisted us hard for years, hey, and then finally, yeah, finally let it in. You guys did it. Finally, metal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we finally got in, man. You can look up all our shit there now. So, uh, so that's that. But um, we talked about some influential uh, ping bands such as Last Days of Humanity and Metallica. Um, <laughs> let's can can we get into uh, regional scenes now? And can we please talk about a region? Of the of the world that we neglected on the last ping episode, Colombia. Yeah, I I, 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 I really apologize for missing out on the, on the <laughs> Colombian boys. That's why we're having more of these episodes. Don't apologize. Cool, cool, cool. That's because so, the Colombia scene is really something special. Oh, dude, it's definitely like you got like the 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 main like three was called bad. The wolf were four for me. Like these these were important for me. Like probably for someone who is more like in touch with the Colombian scene. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but like internal suffering, Purulent, Carnal, Gore Trade, those are like the big four of the the Colombian uh, ping ping scene for me. Mm-hmm. And definitely, like when you listen to like Chaotic Matrix, oh, they brought that dude. And and oh my god, what and, an intense band! Well, just for the listeners, let's pause a second and let's talk about internal suffering, moving to New York City. <laughs> what a one of the most weird things that's ever happened, right? Yeah, like, yeah. They the band relocated to New York City, Queens, and, baby. Yeah, yeah, to Queens. <laughs> yeah, they relocated to Queens, and I remember we like we got into Chaotic Matrix heavily, thinking that oh man, if only this band's from Columbia. They're so fucking awesome. Just wish we could see them live. And then, like it almost seemed like not very long after that, we found out that they're they relocated to where we live. Like, so basically, Internal <laughs> Suffering was a local band. <laughs> yes. They, yeah. play, they played all the local shows. Like, you know, they played out a lot on it Long was Island like, in New York. It was York. like four or five years that we were like privileged with seeing internal suffering it was great it was like having a death metal exchange program yeah. <laughs> and, and they were just this, they were so sick man it was we saw them live and they were like a blur every time oh, man. Dude, every so time awesome they played live too it's like the most intense shit ever because ev- they were like a unit yeah yeah, yeah. they it's, were tight dude it, it felt like one voice you know the whole it just really they were so tight that it just was like it, 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 it was pummeling and like they're, they're, it was so relentless then like you have like a band like uh, Portland, like back in in in, in Colombia, like it's like I think like they even like this is one of the older like uh, Colombian de- death metal bands, and this is where Wilson Rayran 
comes from and like dude like such an influential band and from from Pureland comes like amputated genitals uh animals killing people because of Wilson and Wilson comes over here and he forms his own bands including us co-premises mm-hmm. you know and it's like dude like like Pureland like was not even shy about like you know the uh, 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 how fucking crazy they were with the, the, the topics they wrote the, the last album they put was called Garabito's Pedophilia Tales which is brutal as fuck like, I and that, isn't that bit, what was that guy a politician or something that it was based on a real life oh he was a, he was a, the, 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 the beast is what they called him like, yeah. this, this guy well, he, he was like just a serial killer or serial something serial killer like over oh, okay. 300 people oh and he's out of jail now that guy I think so yeah, yeah. they have some law over there where it's like maximum is 21 years yeah like, yeah. like uh, so Scandinavia is like that too yeah, yeah so this dude killed like 300 orphans and he's roaming the streets but this is not a true crime podcast but I still think that's very interesting <laughs> you know like I, it's crazy I yeah. snapped I heard yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah that shit nuts like yeah it's really good how do you let someone like that walk around uh, it, yeah, that's wild, man. Yeah, um, so, wait, wait, Purulent, uh, go ahead. Go ahead well, no, I was just going to say, while we're talking about Purulent, um, could you respectfully share the story about Wilson's brother? Yeah, so... And, and the, you know, the kind of legacy. I, I was, oh, man, like, I, I'm i kind of, like, nervous because, like, I don't want to, like, saw anyone, like, but, like, I just want to, like, mention that, like, uh, Wilson and, and David were brothers, and... Uh, Shit. Uh, Wilson and David were both in Purulent. They were both yeah. in Purulent, like you know, kind of like you know, Sepultura style, you know, like uh, uh, um, uh, brother guitar. Uh, the guitarist was her brother, and the, dr- uh, the younger brother was a drummer. And but Wilson already moved here in uh, in America, and I think like when Purulent uh, uh, toured um, uh, Europe, uh, there was a tragic uh, uh, car accident, and um, uh, David uh, was um, killed. And, and that accident, uh, yeah. So rest in peace uh, to 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 David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, I you know, we, we with all due respect, we you know, obviously rest in peace to David and um, his legacy. I think lived on a lot through Definitely. Wilson and through Wilson's projects, Andromorphus Rexalia and Animals Killing People, which you and I are very familiar with. Right. So I think that's a very important part of the story. Um, you and I can both attest to Wilson's dedication. Oh my God! To death metal, no, I've um, never seen anyone uh, like a, a spiritual dedication to the death metal art form. That's what Wilson has. I will uh, tell the listeners. I always tell them when I'm going to reach out to somebody. I can't guarantee the man's going to uh, respond to me, but I will reach out to Wilson for an interview because I feel it will be uh, uh, very informative. But um, he's lived a, uh, an amazing life. He too, absolutely so. has. Yeah, very very interesting person. And just just I just wanted to. Um, to talk about Purulin and David and, and how that plays into Wilson's drive before we get into his bands and, and that, that aspect. Yeah, he, he really, like, with Wilson, it, the um, demonstrating the fist, there was only one thank you on that. And it's, it was, like, basically, with, it was right after when David passed away. It, mm-hmm. it was a thank you to... And, uh, dedication and, to, to David and demonstrating the fist the uh, the uh, cop premises demo. Paul is talking right. about his old band that uh, Wilson used to play drums for. And uh, Wilson was in cop premises when David passed away. So that's yeah. I mean that it, it, it's this death metal lifestyle, man. It's, yeah. it, it's deep for you know. It's it's. I would say it's deeper for some people than me, and I know it's deep for me. So that's that's crazy, man. Um. So you know, moving on uh, in the Colombian scene, we covered oh, those bands. This, uh, the other two bands, Carnal and and Gortrade, they yes. moved also from Colombia, moved here to New York. Yeah, I think there was something here in New York. Uh, for for those guys, the but, bagels. 
Yeah, it's a bagel since pizza. Yeah, know? it's got to be. It's definitely it's bodegas. It's definitely like, yeah, chopped cheese is what Everybody's going to make it in New York. I don't know. Dude, I remember like Carnal was playing and like I was going in. I, w- I was missing them. Uh, I was about to like basically miss them. But all I hear, I was I think it's around North 6. I was going into the hall and all I hear is like, I remember that. It was nonstop. I remember that. And like Daniel and you, it was just like, dude. This guy does not stop. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, and there's like, just like relentless. That's all you hear. Like mm-hmm. inhale vocals and fucking ping. And it's like that Carnal was, was that band. And Gore Trade was a bit more like slammy uh, death metal, but like in Ritual of Flesh, that has like a very pingy like snare. But Carnal was like, holy shit, man, nonstop. How do you spell that just for our listeners? C-A-R-N-A-L. So yeah, it's carnal. But if you heard them live, them, if you heard them live, yeah, they would say we are carnal. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> People would, like back in the day, like would yell at uh, yell out to us as we Wilson in a band, like Portland, you know, yeah. <laughs> because of like you know the respect Wilson, you mm, know, because yeah. they know that Wilson was like in, in, in Portland, a pure the, the Colombian um, national. Like I've I've said this before on the podcast. There's like a whole scene of Colombians in New York City that celebrate death metal, and it's like they have their own. Scene, you know, they, you know, you'll see them at some shows and stuff like that, but it's a very like, you know, insular scene, and you have those bands. It's it's its own thing, man. It's wild, especially yeah. at that time, like when inter- when Internal Suffering were around. It was very, it was very yeah. cool to have yeah. like a band of that caliber just living in New York. You know, yeah. it really felt like oh, it was a, so sick. Yeah, yeah, it felt like a real treat. Yeah, like, shout shout one- to those guys, uh, uh, Andres and um, uh, Fabio. Yeah, they were yeah, really man. really nice guys, down to earth guys, awesome people. There, there's one point like there's two Andres and two Fabios in the band. <laughs> <laughs> well, it always seemed like they lived in New York for several years, but every time they got a new member in the band, it was a, a dude from Colombia. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. They had their own thing going, man. <laughs> um, and and also while we're talking about them uh, residing in Queens, we got to bring up. Then my man Fabio with the black G unit sneakers. Oh, <laughs> yo, that that was the most that was the most thugged out shit I could see. Was the singer of Internal Suffering with black on black G unit sneakers, man? In the early two thousands, when that shit yeah. was hot too. Yeah. All right. So, so any, anything else about Colombia? Because I know we have a lot of regions we want to cover. Let, let, I think, like, uh, um, respectfully, like, I think we could go uh, move forward. All right. What, what do you got next? Where are we going next on the polo plane? Uh, I want to go to uh, J- Japan. All right, man. Checking in. All right. So I mentioned last last time with Visor Infest, but like the thing is, like, uh, Azo was in this other band called Glossectomy. Mm-hmm. Oh, Glossectomy. Yeah, let's yeah. go. Let's Definitely go. Definitely need to spell uh, on that. Ezo, as in the, the drummer of Viscera Infest. Oh. No, no, no. Oh, the, 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 guitar, uh, the, the guitar player. The vocalist. Uh, got it, got yeah. it. Yeah. By the way, the drummer of Viscera Infest, um, I allegedly know this, he does not smoke weed because, as he put it, it's low speed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Wow. Got Gotta be fast at all times with those blast yeah. beats, man. This is one? All right. Yeah. Awesome. I, alle- I allegedly know that fact. I'm not going to reveal how. Well, you know, <laughs> you have to decide your own facts, people. Because mm-hmm. yeah. as far as I'm concerned, there's no facts, but there is ping. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And life, yeah, the, the ping comes out in the wash every time, baby. All right. Let's talk about it, Polo. So, he's a... Cannot escape ping because, like in glossectomy and this uh, recording, there's ping and Viscerus is ping and in this other band, this conformity, they only put out what's called two demos. They also have ping, mm-hmm. like who, who he just guested vocals for. He'll <laughs> he, only do ping. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he basically like he checks the snare drum before he joins any band. And yeah, it's just like, like let me see what's happening yeah. over here. 
<laughs> now, is this the guy that, that has, that's kind of wild live? Yes. Yeah, the, the long hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Refresh my memory. So, like, Izzo is, is this dude, like, who's uh, trying to imitate, like, Antimo. And, um, Antimo from Discord's Mexico. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, boy. the legend. Yeah, the legend. true, like, yeah, the legend. I think for us, for the specifically three out of four of us at this table, Antimo represents a very legendary figure. Yeah. I, I recorded a hip hop club banger about wishing I was Antimo. <laughs> yeah. I think we could probably include that in the podcast. Oh, definitely. Oh, man, we had to. Yeah, we Antimo to. was the man. Yeah, like, people don't know like mm-hmm. how much into Disgorge we all were. We might have to do a Disgorge uh, Mexico um, episode <laughs> or something. Right, but dude. but we're talking about Izu, right? That's the guy's name. Izu yeah, from I'm, Glossectomy, Glossectomy. And, and what was he doing live? Uh, he was the vocalist at that point. Uh, at this point, he was uh, he only did vocals. Mm-hmm. You should check out their their live footage too. They're pretty intense, man. Like, it's <laughs> like he brings it. Didn't he like get into fights with people and stuff? I don't think the, he just the, gets into fight. I think, I think he just throws people front. around. And he's just yeah. like an aggressive dude, and I think he's he's aggressive, but he's friendly looking enough yeah. to where people are just like, yeah, I guess you could pick me up and throw me. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're just okay with it. Like, and All right. I think he's like a chiropractor. Actually, that's his like, real job. So what, you think he brings a trailer with a with a, with a table outside? And he's just like, hey, if you get fucked up at this show, let me run <laughs> yeah, it down. Yeah, yeah. Run yeah. I got like, Venmo me. I'm yeah. trying to tour with this guy. Maybe he could fix my back up, man. We got yeah. we got to set him up with John Engman, man. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah man. We we had a we had a long talk with John Engman about back pain and the sciatic nerve and thing. I've I've had my my experience with that too. Yeah, but, same. But um, uh, so so glossectomy, Izu. Uh, what else are we talking when we get into the Japanese ping uh, scene? Disconformity. Mm-hmm. It's this band uh, also who had like him guest vocals, mm-hmm. and they're very like a slammy. They're a slammy band, but like they also have like like crazy like um, gurgles and like the the ping is all the way up in, in the mix. And there's other band called Divital. <clears throat> They're like a Kelly Gorge style band, but the thing is, like, it's hyper fast, and the drummer's kit is like similar to to John Engman, where it's only like a bass drum, snare, and cymbals. Mm-hmm. So, like, the concentration just uh, for the drummer is just a blast as fast as fast as possible. <laughs> and he would it. he would have double triggers on the on the bass drum. <laughs> oh, what, so what it would just sound like a yeah, yeah, yeah. It, right. it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like fucking ridiculous. You know, yeah, like a seven hundred pound. Hummingbird in the room. <laughs> it's, it, like yeah, like that sounds terrifying. <laughs> this sounds terrifying. <laughs> everything, everything Paula just said is like, wow, that is double triggering, and your your only job is snare, snare, kick drums, and accenting with with symbols. symbols that's Which it. at that point, like, you have to respect like the kind of like you know. I feel like it's very inherent in musicians to look to the past and look. At things of traditional and musicianship, and trying to not use technology or whatever to further whatever they're doing. But it's funny when a brutal death metal band is just like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, like, just like <laughs> a drum pad, like not giving any fucks whatsoever. And I, I love that. I, I respect the shit out of that because yeah, it's just dude. like some people are fucking broke. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's what? not just like money. Also, their yeah. bodies too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, make the sounds you want. Who really yeah. cares that you get there? Yeah. You know? I know Will's going to like disagree with me there. Well, in the context of Ping, I, I enjoy that. Right. I, 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 yeah, I think that's pretty cool, man. Uh, in the context of like your, your regular death metal band, 
mm-hmm. sometimes the, the 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 ultra triggering and quantizing turns me off a little bit. Well, like in the live setting and recording, there's yeah. two different things. Yeah, I, you know, like Rush, the Russian slam bands, the Gulag slam. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not really into it either. You know, like I want it. I want it to sound like it's legit. Like you know, like you're there. I want to hear the or- dude. Like the music is already like technically like these days the way it's produced is electronic music because mm-hmm. everything goes through digitally it's nothing analog anymore yeah and i have i do have a problem not with any one particular practice but i my my problem comes with um every album sounding the same right yeah so Mm. it's not that i dislike things but even bands i really like have the same kick drum samples you Mm. know as their trigger yeah Yeah, they're all using like the same kick drum samples they're all using axe effects yeah exactly like even some of my favorite bands like even even decrepit birth like their last album their drums sounded so normal yeah like it was like it got lost in the fix and that band writes like crazy so i like the album but at the same time it removes you from it so when you have something innovative like someone uh double triggering a little kit like that you know fuck your thoughts this guy's doing what he wants yeah, yeah it's a true, mm-hmm. true expression but like the snare still sounds like snare yeah it's like only the, the kick drums it's, i think there's a weird like stigma like if you if you're a brutal death metal band or or uh, or um if you're a ping band like st- triggering your snare is like because that's what that's what that's where the character well, is. the character is i i yeah Triggering a snare, I'm not into that at yeah. all. Yeah, it's no. I, it's I, one of those I, things okay. that I think we should all just like clarify. No one ever wants to trigger a snare. Yeah, ever. no. And ping, <laughs> and ping that wouldn't even work. No. The whole yeah. concept no, is like, yeah. Um, Paulo, I I owe you an apology. Oh. You owe you tripped over my Paul Blart Mall Cop segue oh, when sorry. you brought up Russian bands. <laughs> Oh shit! Um, l- can we talk about Russian ping bands as opposed to those Russian slam bands you brought up? Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Hop, um, hop on my segue. I feel right. really bad for not having seen Paul Blart Mall Cop now. Um, <laughs> I allegedly look like that guy. No, you no, don't. No, 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 no way, no, dude. But uh, Russian Russian ping bands because dude, we could we could go oh, off the yeah, rails yeah, tonight yeah. with the jokes, man. I'm trying to keep this on on. on, on the- <laughs> We could get real silly tonight I'm, I'm like desperately trying to keep talking about de- about death metal So I'm just going to keep this like in in, in, in a smaller uh, um, I'm going to just like put it in, in a small category Like Russian and the Baltic scene um, And that's like I heard you guys uh, Someone mentioned Balsibob last time uh, That was on the listener recommendation one The bonus episode Go check yes. that out They're yes. from Estonia Like mm-hmm. But like that's in the Baltic region, so like that kind of still kind of counts a yeah, little bit. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. old. That's old Russia. Yeah. You know? Yes. And yes. Uh, shout that, to, uh, that is the pingiest thing I heard. Holy shit! In man. a long time. <laughs> shout to my friend Alfred Anderson, uh, uh, an Estonian national living in the United States now. Yeah. Nice, yeah. dude. Like they have that like the the medieval torture uh, theme, and so like they're t- totally uh, getting the the theme from Brodekin, but they don't sound like Brodekin. Like they, they they do have the the very like you know um, whooshy like guitar riffs and mm-hmm. but like the emphasis are on the 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 ping and the gutturals. The, yeah. But then like for Russia like you have like Bionase gener- uh, generator, which is like kind of like to me like the Naked City style or Verlin's version mm-hmm. of like, a, a more upgraded like. Uh, um, band these days because you don't really have those kind of bands these days in death metal remember when we used to have that like this like weird jazzy style like 
disharmonic orchestra. Disharmonic kind? Or- yeah, 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 like you don't have that. Like I, just- you, you do. I think, but I think, uh, like right now, I think the bands that are doing that type of thing get lost in the sauce with this OSDM thing and the tech. Mm. That, oh, right. Because yeah. it's there's like there's like prominent subgenres right now. There's slam. There's OS. You know, old school death metal. Yeah. And like I, I there are bands that are pushing the, the boundaries, man. Um. It's like there's no there, there's a lot of bands being influenced by old school death metal. Not a terrible amount of bands being influenced by like contrastic. What yes. was what was the bit? Was it Biotoxin, the band with the saxophone that we covered? No, Bionose Generator. Bionose yeah, Generator. Thank you, yeah, thank, yeah, you yeah. thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I was not going to remember that yeah. accurately, and you did. So salute <laughs> to you. Yeah, well, see, that's a band that I would consider of that ilk for the modern era. Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just they're not getting all the hype that a lot of the bands that want to sound exactly like, uh, you know, in Tomb's demo uh, do, you know? It's, so. it's unfortunate that a band like that, I honestly believe, will never get the hype they should for players mm-hmm. because it's so abstract in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah. yeah. And it's sick. Yeah. It's sick in every single way, but that's really hard to feed people because it's all over the map. Well, we talked about this when we were outside before, before the we were started recording about how Disharmonic Orchestra in their day, in their mm-hmm. region... Did actually face a lot of pushback from the death metal scene. I mean, you got to remember yeah. that's like the the first. I don't know what you want to call it, the first or second wave, but like a real death metal wave when like the thrash metal was over here and we were doing death metal. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And in like the, the early to mid nineties, and Disharmonic Orchestra was pushing it. Some they had a, they had like a, a, an eight bar rap sequence in one of the yeah. songs. They did funk, <laughs> yeah, they did. But it was always solidly Swedish death metal that just kind of switched up every once in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they posed with like all the stuffed animals on the album cover. Like they did, you know, some weird. Stuff stuff man but they had a lot of pushback too but now that stuff is genius and i play that for kids that are into the osdm movement or whatever you know i i recommend that to people and like people like whoa you know what i mean like you can you can have a hm2 but you can do some different funky original shit you know what i mean like you don't just have to copy uh grave you know what i mean yeah Yeah. exactly yeah so you know i don't know i think it's out there but in the current climate everything is about retro or about Almost, almost futurism because it's getting so triggered and quantized and slammed and blasted. You know what I mean, man? Yeah, it's like, actually interesting to think that like yeah. all these modern, kind of old school death metal sounding releases are all recorded like hyper digital and very. Uh, Not well. I gotta yeah. say, <laughs> you, you could you could fake tape. <laughs> yeah, you know? pretty easily actually. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, Dan. It's true. I gotta say, big shout to Blood Incantation recording the new album completely on tape. Bing bong. Yeah. I gotta say, that's a lot of money for that. So like, to, to, it is very expensive. Yeah, They're doing it all. Uh, yeah, they do their all uh, all their recordings though um, in just uh, single takes. Yeah, with, with the exceptions yeah. of guitar solos and vocals. Right, right. That'll save you, know, you a couple bucks on too? studio time. You know who also does it too? Yeah. Defeated Sanity, yo. Bing yeah. bong. Really? Right. Yeah. yeah. De- like I did not know they did yeah, that. Dude. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. They, they that's crazy. Rehearse yeah, those guys like crazy. are unreal. Like yeah. they're they're not on the same level as normal humans. They're on another level. Yeah, oh, Colin Marston said that like like uh, Christian is the, the is the best death metal guitarist he's ever uh, seen. Yeah, Colin, dead ass. Who's <laughs> yeah. like one you of the best him, musicians uh, in the fucking world? Shout, yeah. shout to Colin Marston. You could go back and check out our our episode interviewing Colin Marston too. He doesn't say that though. That's that's a new fact. Shout yeah, yeah. To Polo. dude's the best. Like, Defeated Sanity is the the the, the real. Yeah, I had no wow. idea they yeah, did dude. that. That is yeah. mind blowing. Yeah, that is mind like, blowing. Yeah, hyper yeah. legit, like if, un- unbelievable musicians. Did you get the, the last full length album to put out? Uh, the the Dharma. Not uh, that one. Not no, the split. The, this, all the passages into passages. Yeah. There's, there's a double yeah. disc of them recording. Oh, and they I've talk seen about that on it. YouTube, but I thought that was all like sectioned off. It's it's kind of sectioned off, but like they also talk about like how they record and it's recorded live 
and the of course you know the, the solos yeah. later on there's a dude it's there's like, layering that needs to happen but yeah. that's insane like yep. yeah they're 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 the real deal man there's not there's there's nobody like them yeah, I mean, like the drummer, like Lily, is like he teaches music, so like, yeah, you can't like. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Yeah. He's, uh, a lot of understanding of jazz too. That's what I was talking to him at St. Vitus one time when I saw them. We, I, he was um, he brought up a really good point. He was talking about how when you go see a um, when you're playing shows and you get a bunch of local openers, whenever you are like kind of half paying attention, then you notice a song sounds really good, even though it might sound like a bunch of openers, and then. Bam! They start playing a song. It sounds really good. It's always a cover. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because the writers of that song are like masters of their craft, and that was a point he was trying to tell me. It was just like everything that Defeated Sanity does. We look at every single note. It's super meticulous, and it's like, wow, something just clicked about that. Yeah. Songwriting in general, you know. Yeah. They're such an incredible band. Like overall, they're they're oh god, amazing. May I ask, where does Defeated Sanity fit into the Ping uh, discussion? Uh, they're a brutal death metal band, but like he, Lily, understands the Ping because he knows. The yeah, they're they're not a Ping band. No, no, definitely. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider them in, ping, the, in the Ping is part of the toolbox. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you listen to a couple of songs, especially when it gets really slammy, yes, like he knows the 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 anatomy of the snare. Mm-hmm. So I remember like someone was asking him online, like, hey. Uh, how many stairs do you have? I only have one. So how could you make it sound differently? Because like there's one like dry sounding snare hit, but there's another one that has very pingy too. If you just like hit in the center, you'll have your your very like dry snare sound. But if you hit closer to the the rim, you're gonna have the 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 reverberation. It's technique. So it's all technique, and it's the way he like, dude. He knows the everything about like. It's love and craft about like death metal. Yeah, know? listen to um, wow, it's the the, uh, the song Naraka on the album. It's the second one in, I think, mm-hmm. on on Passage to, to Deformity. And um, if you pay attention to what he's playing, you can hear all the different areas of the snare he's playing on within the first thirty seconds Only of the one song snare, because man. it comes in, you know, it comes in really fast and brutal, and then it slows down, and you hear the way it pops and. He's doing like ghost notes on it, so it's not just that one pop, like a sample or something like that. Yeah, um, phenomenal. You know, something yeah. else. I we brought that up last time on Ping One, but uh, yeah, you, yeah, you can't help it. I, now, I, this <laughs> this is defeated sanity relevant, but not necessarily Ping relevant. But I, I would really like to get it on sure. the podcast. Paulo, could you maybe just briefly share your experience with defeated sanity with their original guitarist Wolfgang and who Wolfgang is? <laughs> Uh, so um, maybe this just, is maybe like just, I mean one of the coolest death metal guitar players of all time. Yeah, I mean Polo, just just for listeners who don't know the whole story and yeah. who that is and 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 everything. I mean maybe just if you could talk about that for me. It's kind of sad. Holy shit! Like we have our okay. <laughs> rest in peace, Wolfgang Tusky. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, man. Uh, so Wolfgang is the father of Lily Gruber, and who's, who's the drummer who's of Defeat Sanity to this day? Yes, right. So I think like when um, Lily was growing up, Wolfgang was trying to find a way to connect with his son. And Wolfgang is a jazz musician, and he had his own band. So like, he sees uh, 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 Lily like being into the death metal. So like, you know what? Uh, I'll take you to your first death metal show, which is Cannibal Corpse. Then he sees the band play. And it's like, oh shit, these guys are kind of doing something 
like kind of funky. Mm-hmm. So him, he decided uh, Wolfgang decided to to start a band. They both start you know talking and like to to get closer to his to his own son. They both started the band. How amazing is that? Like, what kind of crazy bond? <laughs> That's is that? the origin of defeated sanity. Yeah. That's wild. And dude, like from there, like it, it, it just like what an amazing like story uh, that is. And I remember the first time I met them, <laughs> um, everyone else was like, I feel like a total dumbass because like I was like instantly I was looking for Wolfgang and I kind of like ignored everyone else. <laughs> he was very popular. At yeah, that time. He, he's very popular because like Be- you know, because this is also their first United States tour. With your old band, Cop Premises, right. and they actually stayed with you. And we, yes. should, we yeah. should also clarify the age of Wolfgang, uh, the guitar player of Defeated so, Sanity yeah, so at, at that at, time. At the point where the band was established and they come over to the United States for the first time, how old is Wolfgang? I think at this point he was either 54 or 55. Okay. 54 or 55. So yeah. if you feel yeah. like your time in metal is gone, has, has, has come up, <laughs> you pr- it probably hasn't. Yeah, this guy was, <laughs> you and, and, and he was playing in a band with like his son and guys his son's age. Yes. Yeah. So, so, wow. so pick up that fucking guitar and get yeah. work on your riffs. Yes. yes. Dude. Yeah. Exactly. So, Amen, like, dude. Amen. I just remember like like when he came to my house, um, all the other guys were like you know goofing off. You know who was like being a dad. Fucking Wolfgang, he was cleaning out like plates. And my mom was there, like, like it was like my poor mom just came off for like a graveyard shift. I was like, oh, thank you, you know. So, uh, by the time they left, like, uh, uh, for for the tour, Wolfgang was so sweet, you know. But he didn't really have anything with on him, so he shows up, uh, like he goes to my mom, oh, here's a patch for you. I defeated Saturday Pat. Like, what is my mom gonna do? My mom listens to Barry White, Abba, and then BG. She's like, what is my mom gonna do? She's gonna put on her fucking like, like she's scrubs. Put on a vest. <laughs> you know, like a nursing scrub. Yeah, she's gonna yeah, defeat Saturday. Yeah. yeah, she's gonna put on our scrubs that work. Yeah. Oh it. shit! Defeated Saturday. Dude. Look what the patient's gonna look at him. Oh, uh, sick patch. You should have uh, you should have sewed it onto one of her purses or something like that. Yeah. 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 Like, I got this. Michael Kors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. So, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty great. He gives her a patch, a defeated Sandy logo patch. Yeah, dude. And oh I just felt God. so bad. And one of the things he's he's told me because I was freaking out. It's like, Paul, calm down. <laughs> you know me. You guys know me. I always fucking freak out. I'm always anxious. Yes, yes. Paul, yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> he knew you. He knew yeah, you. He knew, yeah, he knew, yeah. He knew me. Oh man! And you toured. Um, that how 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 was that tour? How many shows? Where'd you go? We did like um, first uh, Boston. No, I'm oh, sorry, Austin, New York, Phil- uh, Philadelphia, and Maryland. Death Fest. It was only a short four hours okay. of compromises. Now, Sanity. how? Because Defeat Sanity is pretty big now. How big were they then? They were nobody. Like, well, there was. They were the main draw, but there were still. Not, not a lot of people knew them. Not not very different compared to five well, years after that. That's true. You know? I yeah. feel like the guttural death metal scene kind of like 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 it expanded. So so did their their fan base. You know what I mean? Like oh yeah. Like at that point, there weren't so many people into that type of stuff, mm-hmm. and that you know that that market opened up a little bit as they grew as a band. Now. You know, with all due respect, Paulo, I, I, I'm not to be morbid. I mean, but I keep asking you to bring up um, our metal brothers who passed away. But Wolfgang did pass away 
um, right. a few years later after yes, that tour. Mm-hmm. And um, the band obviously kept going on, uh, you know, honoring his memory, right? That's, right. you know, it's, it's almost his legacy. I mean, just such, such a story that I really wanted to share with our listeners who might not have been aware of it, that this guy started a band with his son... Uh, being inspired by seeing, you know, my son's into this weird music, let me take him to a show, and all of a sudden he's into death metal. They tour, they release albums, uh, the man passes away, and his son keeps the band going and legitimately revolutionizes death metal. Absolutely. Right. I, I mean, if you, if you, if you want to talk about bands that are on the forefront of death metal, um, not, not like I said, everything is in this guy's toolbox in Defeat of Sanity. Ping, Slam, yeah, Tech, whatever you want to talk yeah. about. Yeah. You know, they do it all. So, I mean, Defeat of Sanity, I would even make an argument that they're like the the world-class death metal band at to the me, moment. To me, they're the you know? apex. Blue yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, I agree. I would agree yeah. with that entirely. I think yeah. they're like, they, they are the ultimate. Like, I would have you know. said that before Paulo told me tonight that they record live. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that, yeah. That, that's like, all right, all right, that's <laughs> yeah. over the top rope. Yeah, yeah you but, could add that, too. And then I also think Wolfgang's story as a, oh, God, so awesome. But I, I also think Wolfgang's story, like, I think it's important for older people, you know, because I feel like metal is a young man's game. Ultimately, yeah. and it's yeah. something that people think about a lot. But well, yeah, if, okay. if, if 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 there's anything that a lot of divorced metal singers will tell you, is that like it's never too late to go back into wow. into death metal. But you know, it's funny as you say that because uh, not not to bring up my ex girlfriend twice in one podcast. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> after that situation, um, after we went our separate ways, God bless her and all that. Uh, I rededicated myself to death metal, and that's when you get artificial brain down the line. Afterbirth, buckshot facelift, uh, you know, um, uh, a beleaguered Polo Paguntalan uh, uh, records the album and is traumatized and leaves, and then we get the new guitarist. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's weird. It's like sometimes you get this second act in life, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, and I think that it's I think it's important for especially older musicians to hear that it's like your time doesn't have to be up. You know, well, like hey, you, it's never too late to write some fucking good riffs, man. Yeah. Like you can just you can keep doing this forever. Or to um to 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 go on a package tour with musicians younger than you and sh- outshine everyone every night. Big yeah. every every night. night. <laughs> well, because what I'm talking about Holy now, shit. I, I don't know who you guys are talking about because I'm, ta- I'm I'm setting up for someone different. I encourage <laughs> the listeners to check out our our interview with Frank Reaney of Internal Bleeding. Oh, Fuck oh, yeah. yeah! Who pretty much retired from from uh, full time singing in death metal bands um, for his career and his family in the in the mid to late nineties, returned in two thousand eighteen in top form. Uh, you could listen to that interview and he gives you uh, just kind of an overview of like the incredible drive he had, uh, the the rehearsing by himself in a sweat box in his in with the heater on in his basement to simulate a live club. I mean, this guy went in, lost tons of weight. Uh, trained himself. I think he was in better form now than he was in the 90s, and he was sick in the 90s, man. I mean, for me to be 37, watching Frank Rini on stage every night, I was ashamed of myself. Yeah. Like, this, you know, this this guy, uh, you know, not, and I'm not trying to throw shade on him or crack jokes, but I do call him Uncle Frank because, you know, he's, <laughs> he, he's a little bit older than me, and he's a guy that realized uh, he still wanted to do this, and he did it, just like you're saying, Dan. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, that's, you know, shout to, shout to Frank. Shout out to my man Chris uh, from Pyrexia. Just a lifelong death metal dude who never stopped doing it, never just, lost his confidence. But you know, again, a guy that's carrying it all through all through his fucking life. You know, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that I think, that like for a lot of like people who are into metal and who are musicians or even not musicians, you kind of get to a point where you feel like you've 
past your time. <laughs> you know, you feel like you, yeah. you, you've outgrown what you are capable of. But I think that right now we're kind of living in this amazing time where you're seeing that that's not necessarily true. And there's a lot of old timers that are fucking killing it right now. Oh, well, the, the big thing about the OSDM thing is that all these old bands that were originally there are getting recognition. And that's yeah. why I can't hate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, you know, speaking of that, too, like you talk about, you know, all, all these old bands. People say a lot of time, like, like I, you know, you know, I'm a big hip hop guy too. I love hip hop, and they say that hip hop doesn't really have as much respect culturally for the the older um, rappers, the original, any any way in the pop culture and and in what's going on now, like the younger rappers, like there's not a lot of acknowledgement towards the golden era or whatever. In metal, all we do is acknowledge the golden era to the yeah. point where younger bands have a hard time. You they know have what no I mean? chance. Yeah, it's, right. the like, like, yeah, yeah, it's the opposite. It's, the opposite, it's like. Know? It's this like uh, it's the opposite of a worship of novelty. You know, you only respect the, what came before, yeah. and everything new is bullshit. <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> hey man, you gotta prove yourself, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like one of those things. It's like it's like I I am guilty of it myself. Like mm-hmm. I am Same. I am one hundred percent guilty of it. Like the I older am, you get, the better that shit from when you started getting into it is, and the yeah. worse everything now is. You know what I mean? Yeah, no I used where to you feel are, like you know? I was such an open-minded uh, young tyke at the time, but mm-hmm. now I realize I'm a total elitist prick. Yeah, that's true. Dude, yeah, this guy. Oh my god, I don't, I don't want to start anything on the podcast, but you and me got a little heated about that <laughs> Infinity War movie. Oh god, oh, let's god. not even talk about yeah, it. That's no, a whole no, other no, podcast. No, no. Chill, 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 chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, All right, yeah, let's get back to Ping though. So that was like, you read my mind. Read yeah, my mind, yeah. Tom. So I'm gonna go back to Russia again. Yeah, let's gonna, finish, finish that it. out. We yeah. had a nice defeated sanity segue. Uh, and I feel it was worth it. But yeah, let's go back totally. to Russia. So look, right now to me, like when I think of like Russian like ping, it's like it, there's one band that sticks out, and it's it's Coriation. Mm-hmm. Ex- excoriation. Right. Is it excoriation okay. or excoriation? Excoriation. Gotcha. Pronounce. I A T I O N. It's like one of those things you never have to deal with, like in real life. You never say bands' names out loud. That's so right. whatever you pronounce them as is what they are until yeah. you speak yeah. to someone that knows, and you're like, oh wait, it's not Demolich. Yeah, Demolich, Demolich, or yeah. yeah, or like shout to my friend Pete. Uh, he came over from Poland and uh, came to my high school when I was in high school, and for three months he was trying to tell me about this sick death metal band Unleashed, and then he finally figured out that I pronounced it Unleashed. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> oh my god! True story. He, he used to come in every day. Unleashed. I'm not. I'm not the yeah, 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 my friend Pete. You know, he was he, came, he his family moved from Poland to the United States, and he spoke good English, but he had an accent, and that was. One of the things he was—he would tell me about Vader, and he would tell me about Unleashed. <laughs> yeah, fucking unlisted problems yeah. with uh, dealing with being a metalhead. Like, yeah, yeah. not so, problems discussed. We, we hashed it out, and we listened to Unleashed together. All right, cool. so it's all good, man. Yeah. The yeah. funny thing about Excoriation, though, is that like this album is very like to me. This is the first band that pops to me like uh, 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 as an influence is. Total Rusak from Yo, Indonesia. Man. So, oh man! So oh it goes boy. back oh to boy. that, oh man. you know. So it goes back when you listen to this, like the, uh, um, exploding the cranial and this uh, album. Exploding the cranial, man. That so album. Yeah, that, what's that, the that, band name again? Uh, Excoriation. Excoriation. Okay. But Total Rusak is the other one. Yeah, uh, yeah Total yeah. Rusak. That's definitely for, yeah. w- w- worth checking out. Like a very seminal pink band for sure. Total, Total. Rusak. So with, with a K was it? With a K. R U S A K. Total Rusak. Yeah. Okay. So in our language, uh, in, in Filipino, like well, yeah, well, depending on the di- dialect, it's like it's Wasak, but like an Indonesian is Rusak. 
means it means like a rusak means to like explode totally completely destroyed and this is a russian band no this is like the indonesian band because like the excoriation is very influenced in my opinion to, of Tora rusak excoriation is a mm. russian band okay and i hear a lot of Tora rusak on uh, on these guys deep that's a that's a deep ping theory right yeah there. that's okay. that's my theory in this okay all right all right uh, so um from this um I'm gonna go to uh, active stenosis. Act from Russia. Oh from man, Russia. I did okay. not know you were going here. This is exciting. But, like, here's the thing. Okay, I know we're talking about like, like, uh, uh, triggers and mm-hmm. all this stuff. But like, from from active, active stenosis is a band, a, a one man band. It started out as a one man band with a drum machine. But if you listen shout to, to it, active stenosis, yeah, like, NX5, like, yeah, yeah, NX5, like shout to him, like you're the fucking man, like that dude. Fucking so rules. fucking awesome! Like what a what an incredible musician and an incredible like project, uh, a full blown love letter to Gore Grind in the, in a, in the most true way. He, like active stenosis, I, what I could compare it to is disma- disharmonic disharmonic hemorrhage. That yeah, one yes, is yes. very influenced by that and yeah. lymphatic flame, but mostly disharmonic hemorrhage. Okay, absolutely. Oh yeah, here we uh, go. Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. But, Greece, like, eh? From Greece. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, can no, we just he he is from Greece, but like Dismenoria- he moved to Russia. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because Dismenoria Hemorrhage, Dismenoria Hemorrhage was from the United States, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. So here's the thing about like this band, like, uh, and and he he now plays drums, mm-hmm. but like this is other trend, like especially in Central America, like gruesome body autopsy, infant myasis, human atrocity, who are also like drum machine bands, but. Have figure out like especially gruesome body autopsy. Yeah, gr- gruesome body parts autopsy. Oh, sorry, to, gruesome to, body to parts. Put it gruesome that band, body parts. Yeah, autopsy. it's a drum machine band. Uh, it, it, it done with a drum machine, programmed drums, but fully supporting that kind of last days of humanity. Those two releases that we talked, we spoke about earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, that same style and that same kind of feel and that ca- that same kind of sonic atmosphere with the ping and that snare drum, yes. but. Program drums. It's program drums. Yeah, it's but program it drums, sounds, but it is. It, it, they nail it. It's got like a genuine, real sound to it. Well, not Absolutely. real, it's not but, genuine, but like but, you could yeah. it's a, like like this guys know like oh I don't want like your standard snare a sound on the program. I want like this specific ping snare, and that's yeah. what it is. It sounds like huh. gruesome body parts. Yeah, gruesome body autopsy, parts autopsy. Sorry. Really, really. Yeah. Awesome, awesome group. And like well, such it's, a, a, it's one dude. There's it's one, one guy. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. one guy. But it's like he fuck he gets it. He like nails that's it. a that's a dude that like he fully knows like what the sound is and does it in in a perfect way. Like that it really, really uh captures that last days of humanity uh putrefaction and progress vibe. Yeah, so uh and, and and the other side, it's like there's this other man uh from Brazil, uh only, I think it's only one dude. Animalistic. He yeah. also does the the ping, but it's also a drum machine. Uh, a, a, it's a drum machine program uh, 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 group, which only like I think, which only solidifies the idea of ping as a tangible thing, because it's like the, even bands that are programming drums are trying to achieve this sound. Mm-hmm, so it's right. not it's there's no accident here. Like these are ba- they want the bell. They want the, yeah. the, the you know you mean like I think these bands they want that kind of melodic character in the snare drum. So Paulo before we move on to a different region of the world, uh, I think you had a uh, one more Central American band. 
Uh, yeah, uh, this band is called Insistment. They're from Ecuador. Insistment. Could you spell that? Uh, E-N-C-Y-S-T-M-E-N-T. Yeah. Okay, okay. Just, just sound it out. Insistment. Yeah, <laughs> Insistment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this death metal man, will get, it's better than hooked on phonics. <laughs> so tell me about Insistment. Dude, I think like the, uh, they're... Oh. <laughs> Tom, so, Tom, Tom just put insistment on in, yeah. the, in the headphones. And, <laughs> that and needle Paul, drop. Polo Stop. needed a minute. <laughs> Stopped everything. Polo needed a minute. He had to collect his thoughts. Yeah. Yo, they straight up have the. I think Pissgrave stole their album cover. Yep. Well, they, yeah, they had it first. It. Yeah, oh. they had it first. Yeah, so that's like a kind of what? thing. That's like yeah. <laughs> not to, not to, not, not, nothing against Pissgrave. Yeah, no, no, nothing no, against no, 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 we, no shame. we will actually never say anything against Pissgrave on this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, no, no shade at all. No, no, no that, shade. That pit bull over there is trained to attack people that talk shit on Pissgrave, just so you <laughs> no, know. So no, absolutely tread lightly. No, no shade whatsoever. This okay. is just a coincidental no. thing. Yeah. It, 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 this is actually, I mean, to to reference uh, the, the episode you guys had with Adam Rotella, this is kind of a problem that happens, I think, in yes. the use of pathology artwork for yes. uh, yep. for death metal and gore grind. Is that what happens? Is you kind of come across the same old stuff, and uh, a lot of photos have been reused for a lot of different album oh, covers, yeah. and mm-hmm. that's just something that you know that, that just happens. Like some of these real happen. gore photographs become more popular and are reused several times by bands. That, that was huge in the 90s. You'd get yeah, a demo yeah. and it was the same as the, the album cover of this other band. It's really funny, too, because it almost makes me like Pissgrave that much more for using the album cover. I'm sure they didn't realize it. No, uh, no, yeah, I, mean, yeah, like, no yeah. I don't think so. But, but, but it's like one of those things where it's like, I do, I do love that there was a modern band doing that only well, because well, it's been so long. That's my whole thing about Pissgrave is that they kind of brought that back in a way on on a, a fairly big you know death metal underground label like Profound Lore. Shout to Profound Lore. But the fact that they used something that had already been used by an underground kind of gore grind death metal band, it's yeah. like that that in itself is bringing it back to the nineties yeah, because yeah, this, yeah. Shit, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. like because think about it, man. I mean, you might have had Rotten dot com in the late nineties, mm-hmm. but before that, oh, uh, Adam Rotella, as he's mentioned. On the interview you referenced when we did the episode interviewing Adam Rotella, he brought up the True Homicide Detective scrapbook. I think the book was called. Yes. And like there was that book, and I'm sure there were other you know medical journals and other true crime books that were popular. But you had a very limited, um, a, a limited palette to, to pick from. You know, with with, yeah. all, with these gore pictures. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. So so you ended up seeing the same picture resurface on several different bands' releases and pre-internet too. Yeah, and for Pissgrave to do that, it, it's kind of just like ah, oh, they're, they're using the gore image. It's Somebody else, it's kind of just gore grind. It's all yeah, underground. Yeah, absolutely. Shit, it's not. You know? it's, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, shout to Pissgrave. Absolutely. Shout to Pissgrave. It's not. It's not. A, it's not a. It's, it's not a, n- no shade at all. It's no. just one of those things that yeah, it's so just like. It's an interesting. Uh, I guess. Uh, coincidence. Addendum. Yeah. Yeah. So, so moving past the cover art. Yeah. What about assessment, bro? Assessment to me is like it's like they they are the the new uh, deck to me in my opinion, which is like. Also it's like, another band worth talking about. Have, have we mentioned Orchidectomy? Yes, we did. In Pink. Okay. All right. Uh, we mentioned that with, along with uh, the Canadian scene with Adversarial okay, last okay. time. That's true. Oh, that's, you're right. I just yeah. want to make sure because now that we've brought up Insistment, we're ready to move on, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Now, Polo, in Sweden, they can play very melodic, sweet guitar leads. Right. They can use the HM2 pedal hooked up to a practice amp, like you said, and record an <laughs> album. Um... They could do a lot of things. Can they ping? 
Yo, definitely they can talk but, about it. But it, here's the thing about Sweden, though. There's a weird thing about like Sweden is such a, a, a musical band, a, a country. Yes. That like to have a, a U.S. style death metal band is very <laughs> rare. Shout to Deranged. Deranged? Absolutely. Yep. Definitely. They're the first one to... Not to cut you off, but when you say first, I would have to say shout to Hypocrisy. Absolutely. Although they didn't continue that legacy of brutal death metal, you really got to admit, Osculum Obscenum, and also there's the whole story of Peter Tagtrin of Hypocrisy was in Malevolent Creation yeah. in Florida during yeah. the death metal boom and moved back to uh, Sweden and started Hypocrisy as That's more of an American-style so death metal band. But yeah, shout to Deranged, too, just for our brutal death metal listeners. And Deranged are a very underappreciated band. Like, oh. Really Really, really, oh my god my man like Those some of vocals. the most the vocals and just oh my god man like we I, I know you guys have talk, spoken about you know we all respect malignancy and love malignancy for yes. their use of pinch harmonics but yes. uh maybe the <laughs> only yeah the only <laughs> european band i think that like even comes close to malignancy in way of uh, by way of pinch harmonics would be Deranged, deranged. Like, the use man. of oh man that guitar the, the guitar work in deranged and the vocals are just so utterly intense and just that like Plainfield Cemetery like that yeah, album is yeah. so fucking so awesome. many albums Rated X yeah uh, oh, High, High on Blood High on Blood so good Dude, like, three such an under yeah really underappreciated album and really under like I feel like they are a Swedish death metal band that aren't Swedish death metal so they right. never got the kind of burn that a lot of these like Swedish death metal bands got because they didn't follow the line but they themselves have a their own sound like, Dude, like oh, the, yeah. the fact that they have they have, they have one album called uh, uh, Obscenities and B right? yeah Obscenities like, and B flat and B flat yeah, like yeah. Dude, it's like they know like their shit. And yeah, they not, know their real house. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like also if you listen to their songs, it's like it's from beginning to end. It's all about brutality. Yeah, and, and there's a consistency to derange that I think you don't get in a lot of a lot of mod, especially modern death metal bands, where there's a certain you know the, the, those albums, the riffs. You know, when you're listening, you're just kind of like this is this is a singular voice. Like right. this is what this band sounds like. Exactly. You know? Now deranged. They blast a lot. Are yes. they are they ping adjacent? They're 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 kind of there. I, I mean, mean, the dude. I feel like they were ping before ping. Like they're proto ping. Ricard was just a blastaholic constantly. I mean, the guy really is not into mid tempo parts. No, not into breakdowns. He just wants to do the the cannibal corpse blah 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 yeah, blah and right. the blast the beats fast yeah. blast all the way through the like, album. You know what I mean? Not that like uh, that halftime punk I, thing. I, I feel and, like that's kind of like a cousin to the ping mentality or something. And here's the thing too: look, there's they have like a a, 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 um, a revolving door of members. It's yeah. Ricard the drummer is the main guy. Is the only one that keeps. It, and I actually think that not to I, I I could be totally wrong on this, but I think he actually left them for one album. Oh, he did. Yeah, wow. I think he left them for one album and then joined again. I mean, I think be wrong. I could I, honestly, yeah. I could be totally wrong on this. Uh, we got to go I, down the deranged wormhole. We got to try to reach out to that man. Oh, totally. But that is like on that the, is one of those bands that I think is like you know a seminal death metal band that's been around for a very long time that people kind of don't give uh, enough credit enough credit to. I think yeah. Deranged is such a good band with uh, uh, to, to uh, put used to a theme on this podcast. Really great, great riffs. Yeah, like, just solid. Yeah. Just incredible riffs all across the board, like you know, just really great work. They, I, their album a few years ago, I loved. Man, I, I think it was called Kill, "What Was It?" A Killing Spree, something like that. The, um, <sighs> shit. Like, here's the thing. Like, we we have that on our, on our fucking big cartel right now. Too. Yeah. Well, the, 
after uh, Plainfield Cemetery was my my main. Uh, that was the one that I was super super into prior to. Just because after, I mean, I love High on Blood and uh, High on Blood, good album. Yeah. Oh, so good. But Plainfield just had that. Uh, there, uh, that and Obscenities and Bleef B flat have a certain amount of just guitar nerd content that I think is like really. Uh, treasurable. Not only that, the era that you're talking about for Deranged was where they got excessively blasty and, <laughs> yes. and, and ping adjacent. <laughs> right. Because if you listen to Rated X, Sculpture of the Dead, and especially the demos and the and the initial seven inches that they put out, that did have some mid tempo parts, a lot more groove, um, and a lot and and a lot more um, death metal, like a lot, a lot more mid-tempo death metal and catchy death metal riffs. Right. And then kind of like what Dan's talking about, it was just all of a sudden, it's like, yo, let's blast this shit. You know what That's I mean? Right. So, alright, so, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about Sweden. What else we got? Because we could talk about Deranged all night, but... I mean, like, there's also, like, they're, they're kind of also, like, uh, ping adjacent, but I wouldn't call them ping band. Okay. But, like, this, this is, um, Stab Wound. Stab Wound. And, uh, shout out to my boy, uh, Ulf, um, who's also like in the last time he called in uh, I think or like for Oberrot he he's in that he's in that um not called in I'm sorry we we talked about Ovary Rot, Ovary Rot yes. in our mailbag episode. Well, we're referencing the um the bonus episode the mailbag episode a lot but yeah Ovary yeah. Rot great I really enjoyed that Ovary Rot dude like like do you have this one song called um oh this is it it's this is guttural gymnastics it's like the reese on these are ridiculous like it's it's gonna come up and it's like oh my god he's like pitch he's like pinch harmonics yeah that's so strange yeah dude it's all him wow so from from stab wound I want to go to to um, ectopic malignancy, which my label put out recently. The EP, um, submerging urban decay, and that's shout to my boy also, um, Jonas. That's a fucking like ridiculously like it's a slam EP, but it's fucking gritty. But yeah, see when you promoting son of a yes. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, yeah P two or me too. Uh, <laughs> yo, look, but um, that e- ectopic malignancy. Right. Okay. When you you sent me a link online and you gave me the CD tonight, thank you very much. Um, I enjoyed it, but when you say slam, unfortunately, I feel like nowadays that has this connotation. Right. You know, like there's like Shrek is gonna be banging a hentai girl on the cover. Nah. You know, or said it's gonna be like kind of just like silly chug riffs and shit. Like, dude, these slam guys. I like, I like, I like New York style death metal. I like East Coast yeah. style death metal. Like dehumanized, internal bleeding, pyrexia, vomit remnants, um, cognitive. Yeah. Um, you know, when it comes, like, I feel like slam has turned into this ugly word. It's for, a caricature. For um, it's it's like it's pe- des- describing not even a riff. It's it- describing a fucking interval in a song like it's not it's it, it doesn't well as it, you're right and then as a genre it's become a thing where it's like well I, I listen to a lot of tough guy hardcore but maybe I should start a death metal band with these three riffs I know and now you have like the modern kind of slam thing right. it's weird man Paul I like what you said it's definitely like a caricature 
a lot of the time. Yeah. And yeah. doesn't mean the caricature can't be sick, but, right. you know, let's be real here. You know, a lot of these bands are doing the same exact thing. Yeah, the slam thing is one. So when you say slam, my whole point, and not you know, not to shit on every slam band too. There's there's good ones out yeah, there no. too. But there's much like I, I often talk about how the one man gore grind thing got a little drowned out in the in the early two thousands. It's just become like a sea of bands that's hard to wade through and find the good ones. So when you say slam, I want to caution people: this is not your typical slam. No, it's this, just old school. Yes, slam. this is old school, and that's why I would even reference it more as like '90s style, East Coast style right. death metal. Where are they from? Uh, two of them are from Sweden. The other guy is from California. And the basis of Monstrosity, uh, Mike Poggioni. Okay, Monstro- yeah. shout to Monstrosity. We're not even. Can we not, dude? If we start talking about yeah, Monstrosity, right, right, right. <laughs> I'm gonna keep yeah. going. Like, yeah. the, if Florida could be a whole other podcast. That's yeah. True, yeah. <laughs> like, that's Wait, like, I'm, yeah, right. I'm desperately trying to stay on track right <laughs> yeah. now. Do a whole season of that. Uh, yeah. So, ectopic malignancy, though, this is fucking sick. It's really interesting, though, that the bass player malignancy is in this dirty slam band. Um, monstrosity. No, uh, monstrosity. monstrosity. What'd I say? Malignancy. Malignancy. You guys are fucking feeding me beer and shit. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Bullshit. Oh, the vocalist is Damien Sharak, by okay. the way. Sorry. So, the, so the, the bass player of Monstrosity, the classic right. Floridian tech de- technical death metal band, right. playing in this dirty, slammy, guttural band. I mean, this is awesome shit, man. And this is like your... It's just your... You know, maybe I, maybe I said malignancy because it's adjacent. This is guttural... Brutal death metal that has a lot of slam parts and a lot of blast beats, man. It's, I wouldn't say slam, you know. Yeah, I mean, like I, I could see like because monstro- monstrosity is kind of classy, yeah. And you're like with with this, like you're kind of dipping your your hands to like a little gross. Yeah, dirtiness. Getting, getting your hands dirty. Yeah, and like I, I love that he actually he actually is in this. Yeah. Uh, that's excellent, man. Yeah, yeah, monstrosity. I think coming to New York City in a few months, man. We're gonna check that out. Gotta man. Check yeah, it, yeah, dude. And uh, just classic. for the listeners, you know, if you go down that that you know you like death, you like uh, the Florida bands. Do yourself a favor and school yourself on monstrosity. We'll yeah. we'll do some monstrosity we'll thing do. one day, but yeah, yeah, just I mean I had to I had to add that in. Truly so, one of those like old school bands that people don't really like fuck with or pay attention. No bad album. Never yeah, put out yeah. a bad album. Yeah, really. Um good. and and some of the later albums are, are arguably better than other listen, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um great band. Not just Corpse Grinders old band, okay guys? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Great fucking band. So Paulo, anything else from the Swedish area that you want to talk about in particular right now? Not, uh, not right now. Not okay, so that brings us, I believe, to the mystery of inertia. Oh fuck! So and this, and we're not, we're not about to play you like a science, uh, eighth grade science VHS video. All right, <laughs> the mystery of inertia. What, what is inertia, Paulo? What, what was that band? So, um, Daniel Figueroa got this. Um, Who is the bass player, the ex bass player of your oh, old band, oh, Cop Premises? Shout right. out to Daniel. Yeah, big shout to brilliant, Daniel. Big, brilliant yeah. musician, yeah. Uh, excellent taste. Just. Yeah. Great, uh, great dude. O- overall, good dude and great tastemaker for, yeah. <laughs> for death metal. You, United States Marine, correct? Fuck yeah, dude. Absolutely. Yeah, th- yeah. Thank you for your service, Dan. So, uh, go on. So, for some reason, like uh, he got the, uh, his friend ripped him the CD Inertia, but there was no information on it, just the band name. And you heard the track; it's really out there. Um, I, and, and hold on, pause right there. I want to pull up the track. And okay. what was the track called? Because there's like ten bands called. Oh, Inertia. there is no track. It's not available. Oh, it's oh, not at all. Do you not have at all. It? Wow, I'm gonna keep that in. I have I'm, it though. <laughs> huh? I, you have it, right? Yeah. You, I'll forward it to you. He emailed it to me. No, I'm. I said I'm just gonna keep that in with my reaction here. Oh, okay. I'm <laughs> oh, like, okay. Yeah, no, it's that's not, good. Like, be, all right. So, Legit can't find it at all. Yeah. So uh, there's a story behind this. It's like uh, basically like we were talking about it earlier, but like the 
the main guy behind the band Inertia, um, he, uh, he is a, a, a martial artist. And hey, well, wait, wait, I think we need to tell uh, what year. Oh, this is, the, yeah, this is from. The, I, 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 all I know is this is before 9 11. Yes, this, this is, yes, yes. So go on, yes. Um, so this this gentleman like uh, uh, was in this band called uh, Inertia, and he, it's a, from it's from the Rochester scene. So like you know you got the, the Solaco dudes, Lethargy, Lethargy. Rochester on its own, like Rochester is a uh, like I, I feel like Rochester is one of those places that is little known among metalheads. Yeah. In terms of being a, a hotbed of really incredible musicians, except it is yeah. like Rochester, uh, New York has produced some of the best bands that you've ever fucking heard in your right. life. You know, like, and it's one of those places that I think that you know if you're into riffy noodly riffs. The, Rochester is the fucking Florida of that shit. Right. You know, like, as, like, as, like mm. as yeah, you're you're right. And as long as we're dropping um, uh, jewels on the listeners, we gotta talk about Salaco. Yeah, S U L C O. Absolutely. I was just telling a friend of mine last night uh, that you gotta check out Salaco. Yeah, yeah. one uh, of the best bands that there has ever fucking been. I will go to my graves. Talk like, about riffs. I, talking about. Salako and riffs, Eric yeah. Burke yeah. and as a guitar player and what incredible riffs that man has made. Yeah. Like if, if you if, if no one's heard the band Lethargy and you're into fucking scronky weebly wobbly riffs, like you need to be listening to Lethargy. You need to be listening to Salako. Like mm. you need to check. There are people in Rochester doing shit that you fucking. Right. You know, and, nerdy guitar players need to get up on. And that being said, also shout to the Bug Jar. Uh, and my Absolutely. man, my man Ozzy booking shows up there in Rochester. Fuck yeah! And uh, big shout to um, the House of Guitars Record Store, one of my favorite record stores I've ever been in in my whole life. The House of Guitars Record Store in Rochester, New York. Man, it's like a huge warehouse. You can't get through the whole place in one day. But so um, uh, Inertia, a band from maybe the late '90s or the year 2000, yeah. but definitely before uh, the 9/11. Uh, World Trade Center attacks. So this this gentleman named Greg Herman, I think. Um, he was also in a band called Calabas. 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 Right. Yeah, yes. we covered them uh, a while ago. I brought them also yeah. with um, members of uh, product of uh, Hard Living. Great. Uh, album. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Another Rochester band. Another with members in uh, in another a New York band called Defeatist right. that were one of the best grindcore bands of the. Like first decade of the 2000s, one of the best there was. I love the Defeaters. I love them so yeah. much. Yeah. So, oh, uh, so Greg, uh, um, basically, he, he he saved up and he he was planning to uh, uh, move to China to become a fucking monk. To wow. Yeah. All right. And but the thing is, 9/11 happened, and mm. that basically like put a stop in his in his tracks, and mm. he came he came back. And he started a band with uh, the dude from Cyphers. Uh, what, what, what's his name? Uh, the guitarist. Oh, uh, Chris, oh, Chris. Chris Arp. 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 Chris, yeah, Chris, Chris Arp. Arp. Yeah. I, I actually don't even know if that's his last name. I just, I we used to. Uh, I'm sure uh, more revealing information on this podcast, but we posted on a message board. That he was uh, uh, fluent in, uh, called the Relapse Records message board, and Chris Arp is. A, was a big presence on that message board and was like it was always a pleasure to hear him talk about anything because you're just like what at what point do you get to hear what you think might be the best guitar player in the world talk to you about anything 
So the sound of inertia, though, like the reason why I bring it up is like they're not like a ping band, but like it's prominent. Like the snare is really up high in the mix, and it's very pingy as fuck. Mm -hmm. But it's like you have the the riffing style of of Calabas, Solaco, Rockchester, basically, but more brutal. Mm. And like the vocals are similar to to this style or Calipress, but it's like I don't have we don't have any information. Uh, uh, about this band and like we have digital files that has no names and no album title nothing so it's been since like 2000s uh, uh we you know trying to find this this cd or, or information on information of any kind on this yeah. wow that's this, that's really strange in the information age to not be able to find anything out yeah there, there are those bands out there as a matter of fact when i do my um my research for our, our, you know, our tape episode and our seven inch episode. I always say there's a few that always come up that I can't find on the internet somewhere. So we might have to have like the heavy hole, uh, you know, the heavy hole rip page or something where I rip this stuff up. Isn't it weird how often though, like when you find that band that isn't available on CD or anything or whatever, it's like they all of a sudden become like your your most treasured aspect. Oh yeah. You're like, yeah. oh, I need to find everything about this band yeah. that no one knows about. That, that, that shit is on Discogs for $500. <laughs> yeah. Right? A little detective, you know. Yeah. yeah. So just, I wanted you to share that, Polo. Thank you for bringing that to our no attention problem. because Thank Sio, you for it up. No, of course, Siopus comes up on the show from time to time, man. Very interesting band. Such and an uh, amazing band. Right? Yeah. And, and, and some of the, like, uh, a band that like it's, it's it's one of those bands that doesn't come very often and that like everyone in that band was this incredible musician and Crazy. it was almost unreal when we yeah. you know at the time where they were in prominence and going to see them live and playing with them at the Maryland Death Festival in uh, back in 2004 or 5 uh, million years ago but seeing bands like that uh, and thinking about them now, you just kind of think of their, you know, the status they hold to you now as being these incredible musicians. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, that even goes back to like Demolich or something. You know, it's that's that. You know, that's that's the whole experience, really, man. You know, you're always trying to. You could have an album for ten years and, and find something new about it. I've been trying to understand Gorgut's obscure album for like twenty years, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, you know, you always find something new with certain releases. You know, yeah. that's that's part of the beauty of uh, death metal. Um, and that being said, uh, we've talked a lot about the beauty of a lot of different death metal tonight. We covered uh, the Colombian ping scene. We went to Japan, Russia, Sweden, uh, Rochester, New York. Right. Um, we talked about Metallica tonight. Uh, you know what I mean? I, uh, I think maybe now would be a good time for us to transition into uh, recommending older and newer albums for, for the listeners. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But, but wait a minute. Before we do that... We kind of jumped right into Ping. Are you guys in a band or something? Oh, uh... <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, we are. We. Uh, yeah, right. I, I, I... You guys look like some guys that would be in a band, right? <laughs> we were actually... We had a whole, like, routine. We were supposed to, um, at the top of the show, we were going to talk about Polo and Dan's uh, band and some of the shows they have coming up and things like that. And I got really excited, <laughs> and and everything got fucked up. So guys, you guys are in a really sick gore grind band that I'm a fan of. Miasmatic necrosis. It truly means a lot for yeah, uh, especially for, for us to say that to, to hear that from you. Like it oh. really, you know. Oh. <laughs> now, 
<laughs> no, it really means a lot. It really means a lot. Well, uh, I got to say, I was privy to, because we also um, skipped the what did you do for the weekend, and, and what we did for the weekend was Paulo, Dan, and I met up at Tom Ander's house. Uh, shout out to Tom Ander for his birthday. Happy birthday, Tom. You know we love you, man. Happy birthday, Tom. And um, we, you know, we kind of like prepped a little bit for this interview, and your 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 band came up, man, and and you 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 let me uh, preview a few tracks that you had recorded, man. It's really good gore grind, and you know we've talked so much on this podcast about gore grind and bands that appreciate gore grind and our classical gore grind. I mean, you guys cover all the bases. If you like your squash bowels, your dead infection, your last days of humanity, your regurgitate, your you know so on so on. You know you got to check out Miasmatic Necrosis from New York coming up. And if they want to see them live, what do you guys got on deck? Anything? Anything going on? So. Yeah, uh, actually, our first we've uh, our first show is um, in Brooklyn uh, in October. Big shock. Nineteen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's in Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, where we live. Uh, so yeah, you guys uh, are from Queens. Don't say that. I'm, I'm from Queens. Well, I live I live in Brooklyn. So uh, you, you, you're, you're from anyway. you're from from Queens though, motherfucker. Yeah, no, for uh, sure. Queens born and bred forever. I'm drunk. I'm just you know, shout to Brooklyn, no, I, shout I, to Queens, shout yeah. to Yonkers, whatever. <laughs> October nineteenth, we're uh, playing a show with uh, the Rancid and the Misfits. <laughs> They're playing the same yeah. fucking night. Yeah, we're playing with Pennywise. We're playing with Pennywise over at Roseland Ballroom. So come check it out. Uh, no, we're MSG. playing. Uh, we're playing with fucking Brodekin. Wow. And uh, so, d- never oh, mind. Also, our well, boys. I mean, yeah, we're, we're, like uh, our band is not like we didn't. We came here for Pink Two. We didn't come here yeah. to talk about our shit. No, but, but well, no, you, you, I brought you here <laughs> yeah, to talk yeah, yeah, about your right. shit. October nineteenth. Uh, if you wanna, if you're in New York or near New York and you want to see Brodekin and aren't a total douchebag, you should probably uh, go see this show. If anything, Where's there's, that? A, there's a very good like Polish spot right next to it, too. Oh, yeah. There's a, yeah. an excellent... It's at the Brooklyn Bazaar if you live in New York. Uh, if you are into Polish food, there's a wonderful pierogies place next yeah. door that you can get some delicious food. And if you want to see Brodekin as well as eat amazing pierogies, then you should probably come out to this show. Yeah, October as, 19th. As loyal as I am to Cabano's Deli on Oak Street in Copeg, <laughs> shout to them, the best best fresh kielbasa you're going to find. <laughs> I got to say, I might have to try those pierogies Dude, tonight. Dude, no, definitely, we have to go. It's like where I... Uh, I love I love the spot. More importantly, yeah. fucking Brodekin, guys. Like, oh, don't, yeah. like I mean pierogies. Listen, you, you, you're the one that brought up pierogies, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, yeah. Listen, but go see Brodekin, man. Yeah. Like, who? Like, just just go see Brodekin. Like, yeah. shout, shout do yourself Brodekin. a favor. It's been 18 years since they played yeah. in New York. Dude. Yeah, exactly. Like, do yourself a favor and go see a fucking seminal ping band. So uh, that being said, <laughs> keep your eyes out for these guys uh, and their miasmatic necrosis uh, release in their show that's coming up, man. Love you guys. But uh, what have you done for me lately, man? Can you recommend me some shit to listen to or what? Oh, I you go first? have. To, I definitely want to. I, I, yeah, I, go, go. I'll go whenever you want. I've been waiting for this for months. Huh. Uh, my first old recommendation is a song by a band you guys might know called Regurgitate. Oh. And there was once a split Regurgitate did with another legendary band called mm-hmm. Dead, yep. which is maybe one of the best bands on earth i don't even want to get into it because i might get emotional but <laughs> i know what song you're talking of, about i, I want to hear a song by regurgitate there it is baby cyst eater cyst eater this song is maybe yeah. one of the best songs 
ever. Listen to that bass line. <laughs> like, come on. Like, a fucking, like, and, and again, like, Regurgitate doesn't really, this is not like their, most of their material. No, this this is not a typical Regurgitate but song. this song on this specific release, this song's been covered. That's how, that's how you, you know, that's how you really know that this song has affected people other than us. It's yeah, got that, but, that stat, same status as the song Consequence. Uh, by, yes, uh, also by Ulcerous Flem. Flem. Yeah. Yeah. Ulcerous Flem. Consequence is like maybe the most covered song in Gore Grind history. That's the Rain and Blood. We, yeah, we, yeah, that's we, the Rain and Blood. We've talked about that, but yeah, this song too yeah. is covered so and, and this, this is amazing. This song, I just think, I think Regurgitate, I, 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 are one of the best bands that's ever existed. They're one of my favorites of all time. But this particular release is so good because it really allows them to kind of show off their death metal influence and this this song in particular is filled with just fantastic riffs What's your old recommendation, Paul? My old recommendation is Take Castle Umbra. What is it? Castle Umbra. Spell it, please. Uh, it's a C-A-S-T-L-E-U-M-B-R-A. Castlevania. That was sick. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, okay. I just, the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this up is because like everyone is like hyping up like bands like Gate, Gate Creeper. Yeah, bands with HM2. But dude, like our man here, Antimo, did that way way before and like it's nobody like knows about it so this is actually a project featuring antimo originally of disgorge mexico that's right okay and it's like dark as fuck it's like his like snarls are there it's like evil and like this awesome songwriting i actually have to spend some time with this because i'm a big fan of antimo and admittedly i don't know this Dude, it's like one of my favorite EPs ever. yeah like, blood blood done. reaping i always uh checked out but yeah i never got into this this is awesome though Wow, that guitar. Right? He, he put some work into that production there. That's that, ballsy. That's a very ballsy approach to guitar. That's a, Anything Antimo does is balls to the wall. Hell Antimo yeah, is, in a, like, feel me out. Not necessarily sonically, but spiritually, I feel like he's like the ACDC of, of death metal. Because <laughs> he'll just kick your ass and keep going, man. He just totally. doesn't, you know, he's just like an old school dude, man. I don't, you know. Dude, it's, he has evil fucking parts he, he knows how to fucking write songs he basically did everything except for the drums wow wow yeah like he yeah. got like his, his friend to do the drums no and timo is a, an underrated death metal entity you yeah. know uh oh. is that how now this is from what year it's, i think this is um shit uh t- 2007 yeah. yeah okay 2007 is this project still active no it's only a one-time thing and like okay. here's the thing how like real people know real shit like this CD was put out by the dude from uh, Obliteration, and the Obliteration L- Records from, from Japan. Japan. Yes, and the uh, the record was put out by uh, um, uh, the dude from Dead Congregation, Nuclear Winter. Wow. Okay. So you have those two real motherfuckers put this shit out. Yeah, real recognized, yeah. real. That's true. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
So that's that's my recommendation. But please wow. do check this out, man. This is a, this is a, a hearty recommendation. I definitely have to get into this, man. Yeah. I, I'm very interested in this. I'm a little ashamed that I don't already know it. Like that guitar sound too. Is it's it's like if Dead Infection so made huge. a Swedish album. It's right. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And you know that's Antimo. You gotta love that. Yeah, you gotta the love The vocals, that. you always know it's him. Yeah, he just got... Antimo just has that kind of like snarling yep. vibe that is only present in him and Viscera Infest, man. Right. Yeah. Like it's uh, it's it's like doesn't exist. As much as I love Viscera Infest, dude, you cannot fucking top Antimo. No, no, there's no, no substitute. Man. No, no substitute. Yeah, and I I loved I, yeah, like it's funny. I feel like earlier you said Mexi Gorge, or you rather you said Cali Gorge. In a way that's so kind of, uh, in a way that's a bit cavalier. In that, like, it's funny that we we say things like Cali Gorge and Mexico Gorge with such fluence that we don't realize that it's like, oh, we should clarify. Yeah, that that's right. Yeah, I think that was clarifying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there are two disgorge. Yeah, <laughs> it's very no, specific. It's I mean, very specific. We have a whole range of listeners, so it is good to remind oh, yeah. ourselves. Yeah, that, yeah exactly. You know. And they're oh, both yeah. so they they both. Disgorge, both Mexigorge and Cali Gorge are awesome. Like they're mm. both such great bands, you know. Like yeah. I, I, in, in completely I different ways. Yeah, right. because I, you know, we talked to Matty Way, who was originally the the, the singer or was the singer of Disgorge uh, after the the first demo. Um, totally different guy uh, in a lot of ways, stage presence and performance than Antimo. Man, totally different bands. Disgorge totally. Mexico and Disgorge California, but both great in their own respects. Uh, and while we're talking about Antimo. Of originally of Discord's Mexico and Castle Umbra and Blood Reaping, this is a wormhole that I would highly recommend the listeners go down. Watch old videos. If you look up Discord's from Mexico, uh, you got it. You got to make sure that you're watching the version of them with the 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 kind of big bold guy playing bass and singing at the same time. That's Antimo. Yeah. Uh, stage presence, vocal guts. performance. There's a there's a writing songwriting. Uh, this guy is just his own thing. You got to check the, it out. The live from Oz. Uh, video specifically, yeah. Th- th- there's a lot. If you just YouTube live from Oz Disgorge, you will find what uh, I think is the best live performance. It's uh, what footage. like a death metal show should be. Yeah, like it just hang meat, ha- like bloody entrails. meat and On entrails meat hanging from meat hooks, and Antimo covered in blood, and 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 pouring more of it on himself as the He's show progresses. He's steaming from from like just it's just it is one of the best live show performance videos that I think is out there and it's out on YouTube now and I, I'll say the in- interesting thing about this performance we've known like I've known about this performance for years now and Will for years was the only person I knew that had it except he had it on a regional videotape so it couldn't no, be that played. That was my tape then I had to give it to you. Yeah, yeah, so it couldn't be played. Yes, yeah. exactly. It couldn't be played. So none of us had gotten to see it until the YouTube generation where we were able to, someone uploaded it and we were able to finally see this yeah. legendary performance from Discord. Yep, yep. Yeah. It, it, oh, and Timo, man. Yep. I actually yeah, I, I I'm speechless, man. You know what can you say? Great band and um you know, it just goes to show that anybody can go out and buy a HM2 pedal, but it's what you do with it. Exactly. Yeah, right? Dude, exactly. All Absolutely. Right.
Okay. Uh, tonight, for my old boy. So, uh, recently that new Worm DP dropped. Yes. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, the, uh, the Meta Portal. It's, it's short, and it leaves you wanting more. Hell yeah. So, going back in history a bit, we can find us uh, some Human Mincer. Right. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. You did it. For those of you who don't know Human Mincer, it's a Spanish band, just like Wormed, who also happens to have several of the members of Wormed. Mm-hmm. It's got Miguel and um, Gail Moth, and uh, this album only has a Phlegaton. I can't fucking yeah, read I this dude, shit. Uh, Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce his name either. I'm trying it. Yeah, Phlegaton. He's on this album only. He's the current singer of Wormed. Um, this is the only album he did with Human Mincer. And um, I want to bring this in because I want to get your feeling, Paulo. Do you okay. think Wormed and Human Mincer would fall into the ping category? Oh, especially... Dude, the early, early Wormed? Definitely. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. when you listen to Planisferium, um, Pulses in the Rumbus form, and uh, one EP, Voxel Mitosis? Yeah. Very, very, like, pingy. Yeah, I feel like it's it, it has all the ping except for the... Like, the snare drum is not typical ping, in a it's way. Not, it's not no, as, like... The, it, actually, it, the, the, early, the early stuff... Early, yeah. early? Dude, the yeah. demo era is, like, But very even, like, like I, I see what you mean. Like, it's not especially sonically a ping-sounding band on that album, especially. Right, and I've well, never heard that de- the, but, their but first demo that, stuff, so... It's got that kind of quick time change vibe. Right. You know, it's got that kind of... It definitely has that vibe, especially within certain parts parts of those albums it's just like after Planisferium they got really clean you got like you know like the the, the drum sounds very sound replaced in my opinion yeah I think so too I still enjoy it but I, yeah same here yeah, like, but I know what you mean but like earlier to that it's, it's really like pingy I don't know I just want to bring this to the audience because of that new worm stuff and if you're looking for more more of that sound Fucking Dan Olivencia, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Tonight I brought genital gore. Fuck yeah, dude. I have an original uh, Maxell 90-minute uh, blank yes. tape that had, uh, amongst other demos, the genital gore vaginal putrefaction demo. Sorry. Um, I'm not sorry. This is fucking sick. This, so is, fucking this is the awesome. metal of death right here. Uh, this is fucking crazy death metal. And honestly, not as... Sludgy and um, uh, like overbearing as your typical Medal of Death recommendations that more, I make. More, more brutal death. This metal. is like a brutal, guttural, uh, fairly technical death metal band. Yeah, from the um, Czech Republic, no doubt. From the Czech Republic, but just the the vocal sound, the bass lines, the rip. This band is just diabolical. They sound like an evil monster. Um, the, those those screamy backup vocals. It's it's got this weird serial killer vibe. It's it's just evil, scary death metal. Right. There's and those no- like those semi pitch shifted lows. Yeah. You yeah. know, like it's like they 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 pitch shift in a way that 
I think that in another year, people might have said was cheating. But if you <laughs> but if you know about pan shifters and if it's something that you enjoy, yeah. you can respect what this is. You know, it's like uh, it's one of those things. Yeah, and and, and well, you know, it, it sounds a little bit like there's a carcass influence, but they they twist it with a brutal guttural death metal influence, and it's, it's just, and from the Czech Republic, and not like they came out at a time where like Czech Republic death grind bands were very yeah, prominent, came, and oh, I feel yeah. like they came. Uh, right around that time with a sound that was like very firmly rooted in brutal death metal uh, yeah. which is different from a lot of Czech bands it was kind of like brutal death metal that every once in a while would get so excited it becomes grindcore and yeah. then goes back to brutal <laughs> yeah. death metal you know what I mean? shares members uh, this band I should say shares members with uh, Needful Things which mm. is a very good grindcore band uh, yeah. uh, they, but these dudes um, yeah they same members but they decided to stick with the uh, less technical Area needful things. Uh, I haven't read the book by Stephen King. Gentle Gore. I'm not sure if that is a book by Stephen King. <laughs> no, uh, I don't think that, so. Yeah, that might be Stephen King's going out on a limb book, <laughs> Gentle Gore. But yeah, that's, gen- his, that's his bathroom reader. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. new stuff i want to talk about a band called purulent sperm canal oh yeah and yeah, they one. have a new album yeah, a new called one. remains of human body glad, i'm really glad you brought this up dan because it was a band i wanted to talk about during the czech republic thing but we i forgot to bring up yeah v- very yeah. uh uh little known band uh purulent sperm canal from the czech republic really great amazing gorgrind band uh, haven't put out anything in years. Yeah, they I didn't even know that there was. A yeah, movie. no, they haven't had anything in in years. The last thing I think they had was a split with the one man project called Smothered Brothers, Smothered Brothers, which is amazing, yeah. really incredible one man Gorgon project called Smothered Brothers. If you have a chance, check that out. You'll never hear a distorted banjo in uh, the same way yeah. in your and a, uca- a distorted ukulele in your in your life it's like, smothered brothers yes yeah, smothered like, brothers yeah, like smothered brothers absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah and uh well, just such great. a yeah the album really, covers are fucking funky some of the craziest now. albums uh, really incredible uh project uh but so the last thing i think Pearl and sperm canal had was a split with them that sounded really great and they kind of disappeared after that and this year they uh, they put out a new album, uh, much <laughs> much to my happiness. It is in the style of as much broken English as their last. Uh, they have an album called We Pity We Didn't Kill You All, uh, <laughs> and another album called Legalized for Cannibalism. 
And uh, their most recent album is called Remains of Human Body, and I could not be happier about this record. Like, mm-hmm. it's so awesome. It sounds like them. It sounds like it's, you know, this is fucking real gore grind. Uh, and they're just a fucking awesome band. Very underrated throughout the years. Just n- nothing but stellar releases under their belt. Yeah, I mean, if you're into the whole, like we say, the regurgitate, last days of humanity, squash bowels, all that stuff. Yeah, check this, check these guys out. Perilent Sperm Canal from the Czech Republic, man. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, I might be breaking the rules in this one here. I'm recommending Brutus, and the album is called Morgui Biot. It's in um, it's in fucking Dutch. It's a cool b- cool band to talk about, though. Brutus is fucking awesome. Yeah. So the story about this is that like this, um, m- the material in this album it was recorded. Oh, I think it was finished around 2006, but it was never released until 2016 because mm. um, the drummer unfortunately committed suicide. And I think, like, just to give you a, a little perspective in this, is that, like, the main guy of this band uh, is, is in this another gent... Uh, he's in a gent band called Textures. This is the polar opposite. Really? Yeah. That's a pretty popular band. Yeah. yeah. So it's a polar opposite. Look, well, like, like, Textures is very dynamic, very... Like, even the cover is, like, mm-hmm. a, a very light in color. But Brutus is just dark. And it's, like, monotonous. There's only, like, one tempo, I think. This is like 15 minutes, and it's like almost a meditation of just like absolute negativity and brutality. And like, if you open up the the, the CD, there's all these words as like litanies of like hatred, and it's just like you could feel the darkness. The drummer is also a vocalist in their, in this band too, mm. and it's like absolutely like ne- negative, negative like energy. But it's like a meditation. It's the opposite of textures. Where it's like it's bright, pretty, and m- m- melodies. This is devoid of that. This is blackness. This is like hatred, and it's like, and you just sink in. You listen to it, and it's like, it, to me, it flies by just like that. I this think there's like, something to be said for that monotonous approach. With it's like a meditation. Too. Yeah, I think I think that it, it it almost is like it's focusing on one emotion, and that's yeah. like negative, but in, in a in a way that is enjoyable. Like I think yeah. that it like it is this kind of like it's monotonous, but it's also consistent. And right. that consistency, and that consistency of just like rage, right. can be extremely enjoyable. Yeah, like the Willetip put this out, and, and like he did, like Willetip didn't even put out what's called the full album cover because the on uh, the on the T-shirt because mm. it's like really fucked up. Yeah, I see it's blanked out online. I came and yeah, see what it is on YouTube, but uh, it looks yeah. awful. Yeah, it's really awful. It's is it real the, gore? No, it's it's, not, it's painted, but it's like. Quasi photorealistic. Yeah, it's by Show. Uh, he did like a cross species uh, transmutation. Oh, okay. 
So he's got he's the, yeah that, that yeah. Photosh- Photoshop like like drawing then Photoshop very very heavily uh, yeah. realism. So totally. like you have this like it's brutal death metal but it's captured in time and you hear like this is supposed to be like released around like 2006 2007 but mm-hmm. like it never came out because like probably like the other members in the band were like in mourning I don't know it's such a weird like vibe. Oh, oh, you know, like they didn't do anything with this album until like ten years and later. You're, you're saying the drummer, he he, he jumped he, in front of a fucking train, man. Jeez. Yeah. I've thought about this. Like this, a lot of this music isn't for. If you find yourself way too into it and you don't have a sense of humor about it, then you probably should listen to something else for a while. And this, yeah, this is like I, I wasn't sure if I was breaking the rules in this one because like it's. No, it's but, okay. The rules are flexible. Yeah. Well, for you anyway. Thank you. <laughs> For this week, fuck yeah! I brought in a band called Scalp and their demo Demolition. Oh shit! Okay, real um, tape. This is from Bloody Scythe Records. Uh, no doubt, great releases on there. This was March twenty first, two thousand nineteen. It's got a real green jelly vibe to start with in the in the talking. This entire <laughs> album has something to do with um, Native Americans being destroyed. Oh, in uh, way to you know, go, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Glad that glad I got to goof on that for a second. The humorous talk, but I got the vibe thing. I know what you mean. Um, so yeah, this is like kind of tech grind with really cool vocal ranges. It's a three piece from San Antonio, Texas. I am all about this band. Right on. Um, yeah. You can only hear it on YouTube or by cassette through Bloody Scythe Records. Fuck yeah, Bloody Scythe. Get your shit on uh, Bandcamp. More people want to give you money. I know that feeling. Just get some money. Who cares? Um, so. Um, yeah, three piece from Austin, Texas. Whole album is sick. Some of the coolest usage of Rototoms outside of Afterbirth. Thank you. It's all over this album. It's killer, uh, which you don't hear in a lot of grindcore or, or technical death metal or whatever you want to call. Check out Scalp Demolition. Fuck yeah! And I hope these guys have an album in the works or something because I really enjoyed this. I find a nice, nice, crisp new demo or EP to recommend to people. But this kind of came up on my YouTube algorithm. The band is called Morbus Grave, uh, and they're from Milan, Italy. They've been around. They've been kicking around since 2010. They put out a few demos over the years, and uh, they they recently um, on July 17th uploaded uh, the rehearsal video for the song Abomination. It looks like it was recorded on VHS or filtered to look like it was on VHS somehow. And oh, cool. Uh, it's like I mean, I can, when, I can at least expect that. I, I can at least respect that bass player 
uh, with a cigarette in his mouth, the yeah. fucking rocking out. That's yeah, fucking the whole awesome. song. Yeah, uh, it's fucking awesome. I mean, normally I, I recommend um, you know audio, uh, but you know this is as you can tell, it's very scratchy rehearsal audio, man. Uh, you can still get something out of the song, but more the vibe. Just watching this video, I really recommend to our listeners that you watch this video uh, on YouTube. It's really, uh, it, it's just the essence of death metal and young death metal. I don't know how old these guys, they've been around since 2010, so I assume maybe they're in their mid to late 20s. But um, you just see the big banners and posters everywhere, and there's small, tiny, cramped rehearsal space. <laughs> oh, that's as, fucking cool. As, yeah, as Dan awesome. pointed out, the bass player or, or one of the guitarists is smoking a cigarette, hanging out his mouth the whole time he's playing the song. And all I can imagine is I would not want to be in that tiny, cramped, sweaty rehearsal room with a cigarette. I, I, I gotta be honest, I out. do, man. I like this. <laughs> Of these guys, I'm just like, yeah, well, I you, fuck with these guys, man. Not with a cigarette blowing through the air and that fucking shit. So, so yeah, I mean, it's just something about the, you know, they, you could tell they kind of filtered it and affected it to look like this old school VHS thing. And I don't know, something about this, it's like, um, I enjoyed watching this and I watched it till, till the end and I might watch it again. There's you some know. clever shit going on. It, it's cool, man. And the song itself is cool. Obviously, it's just kind of a scratchy, raw rehearsal quality, but it is live. You get to see them pull it off live and listen to them execute the song with no overdubs or you know redos or second takes or anything. And but moreover, man, the the the, the quality uh, um, of the video, which is very like old school, and this kind of nostalgic, uh, you know, just a bunch of guys in a rehearsal space that love death metal vibe, man. This is just the kind of thing that'll brighten your day, man. episode up paula thanks for joining us and uh spreading all of the knowledge all the ping thank you so much guys dan we appreciate you being Dude, here thank you so Seconding much that, this telling is us a about true all. true honor i really love the podcast i'm really appreciative to for you guys letting me on hey glad you came in um yeah so we this list is ridiculous so go to our social medias find out you're worried about spelling and stuff like that for all these bands that paula brought in we talked about uh, a lot of bands that are really hard to spell and pronounce tonight hey, i apologize for we that. really yeah, did man yeah. um paulo you did a great job Thank dan you. you did a great job Thank you. i really appreciate you guys coming down i got a little excited now i'm kind of like overheated and tired <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it. It was a wild night tonight here on the Heavy night. Old Podcast. Uh, we took you back to Morbus Grave in the rehearsal room. Fat dudes smoking cigarettes, playing death metal. Uh, we 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 talked about Psyopus again. Uh, you know, Psyopus, un, unsung heroes of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, we we took you there, man. This was Ping Two. Um, I solemnly swear I'm not going to get this drunk on the podcast again until you guys come back. <laughs> All right. All cool. Right. Awesome. Okay, cool. All right. So uh, <laughs> do, is there some sort of way people could communicate with us, maybe via uh, an electronic information network, Tom? Yeah, well, we got the social media stuff. Yeah. And uh, as we say around here, Google it. It's Facebook, yeah. it's Instagram, yeah. and it's Twitter, Heavy Hole Podcast. We're on all of them now. But we really do want to hear from you on yeah. the voicemail. We want yeah. you to leave voicemails. Uh, we're we're going to be playing them at the end of episodes. We have a few backed up. 
uh, great recommendations coming in so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, so give us a call at 631-837-3274. I forgot my pencil. What's the number again? That number is 631-837-3274. Stole that trick from Justin. Shout to Jay Wall, Mr. Big Justin. Uh, couldn't make the podcast tonight. Sorry he got caught be here up. today. He got caught up in uh, his, his real life job. Uh, taking care of some business, man. We salute Justin, man. We miss you. And um, you guys will have an opportunity to confront him about Lord Worm. Oh! <laughs> okay. Fuck him okay. up. Okay. Oh, shit. So, we're going to have these guys back. Maybe it'll be Ping 3. Maybe it'll be a whole new conversation. Um, but heavy whole podcast, everybody. All right? Have a great night. Take care.